You're listening to Plan Style Do, the wedding podcast. Hello and welcome to Plan Style Do. I am your host, Jordan Weaver. I'm a wedding planner and stylist and founder of Jordan Weaver Events. Each week, I bring you bite-sized episodes packed full of tips and tricks to take the stress out of your wedding planning. In today's episode, we are talking travel and in particular, what the remaining COVID-19 travel restrictions mean for you and your guests as you plan your wedding. This is one of the most common questions I've had from couples who are looking to lock in their wedding date or to reschedule after postponing. It's an issue faced by any couple who are inviting interstate or international friends and family, and it's particularly relevant when one or both partners are from overseas and planning an Australian wedding. So today I've brought in an expert to shed some light on the subject for us. Georgia Rickard is a travel journalist and editor-at-large of Virgin Australia. She's the former editor of Australian Traveller, Healthy Food Guide, and former associate editor of Murray Claire. And in between all that, she's found the time to co-create the Travel Bootcamp, which helps travel writers, photographers, videographers, and influencers get paid to travel the world. Hey, Georgia, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So let's start with where we are right now. So at the time of recording, interstate travel policies, they differ from state to state, but it is possible, for example, if you got married tomorrow in New South Wales, that you'd be able to have guests from other parts of Australia attend. International travel is a bit of a different story though. So I've heard really differing reports on when international travel is likely to open up again. What do you think the months and the years ahead hold for international travel? Yeah, look, um, interesting question. And I think the little known fact is that it actually is possible to travel internationally right now. So obviously you've got to have specific reasons, you know, for example, compassionate urgency. But if someone, for example, is, is past, has passed away in your family and they live overseas or there's something you absolutely must get exemption for, it is possible to get a visa and travel overseas. Now, I'm not so, I'm not encouraging everybody to go out and apply for visas and, and, and head overseas, but what I'm saying is that borders aren't completely, absolutely and resolutely closed. There is still a very small amount of traffic that is flowing between countries. And I share that because I really want to offer some hope um, around the fact that we will be traveling again internationally. It's not, you know, dead, dead and closed forever it's you know obviously just it's a bit of a a suck it and see situation at the moment okay so are we i i'm when i'm speaking to couples i'm saying i think personally um mid next year so mid 2021 could be a reasonable time to expect that we might be able to have guests from overseas is that what you're hearing in the industry is there any light you can shed on that for us yeah, absolutely. Look, it's complicated. Borders reopening again is one thing, but economies reopening again, that's another. So borders might open, but what's the point of going to a destination if the dining scene in the city hotels aren't operating, right? So I do think given the fact that some people, you know, in certain individuals are still traveling internationally, that we will see travel happen probably sooner than the doomsday predictions we're hearing um, are saying. Officially, they're absolutely saying 2021. That's probably not unreasonable, but what I would say will happen first is that certain types of travellers will be allowed 
across borders first and then there just there will be caveats around that so we'll probably see business travelers allowed to go back and forth first you'll probably need a visa to do so and there'll be some you'll need some kind of certification from your company and the, and the caveat will be that you will absolutely need to quarantine for two weeks when you come back which is the the existing condition at the moment so that's outbound travel i would think it would likely be the same for inbound travelers so basically don't give up hope i think you're probably right mid 2021 we'll we'll see um, probably much more of a full stream flow of, of people moving back and forth within a, um, in and out of Australia. But between now and then, the trickle will start. Okay, good. I'm liking it. I mean, I think there is a lot of kind of black and white out there and um, to know that there, there are definitely elements of grey in there, I think is going to offer couples, um, couples more hope. And I think you sort of touched on it briefly, but it, there may be some kind of wiggle room with countries um, that inbound travel is allowed from. So, for example, I've also heard that countries like New Zealand, we may have agreements set up with them. Yes, yes. So, um, as you mentioned, I'm the editor-at-large for virgin australia and um, in aviation they've actually got a term that they're bandying around for what these agreements are going to be called um, they're going to be called green or, or they're calling them green corridors so the idea being that you know only certain routes are opened up between um, countries that have you know put in place agreements and new zealand is an interesting one you know it's it, it'll it won't just be new zealand it'll be probably any government that's got a demonstrated history of containing the virus well and has good healthcare infrastructure and also has a good relationship with australia those will be the places we visit first new zealand yes probably will be the first cab off the rank and it will be but it'll be destinations like new zealand that have those elements that i just mentioned before as well as um, routes that are the most popular and profitable. So within New Zealand, it will probably be flights from Auckland, flights from Queenstown. They're, they're kind of the, the most popular and profitable routes to Australia. So they'll probably be the ones that um, are available to fly inward to Australia first. And then I think from there, we'll probably see the South Pacific follow suit. In terms of what travel is going to look like after the pandemic, now I personally feel like travel might be one of those elements of life that maybe doesn't return exactly as we thought it was going to. What mm. are you thinking travel, international travel and domestic travel is going to look like from a practical point of view once the restrictions are lifted? Are we going to see social distancing on planes? Are we going to see people having to wear masks? What's your kind of thought and take on this? Yeah. So, um, look, I think wearing masks has, you know, definitely become commonplace. I don't think that it's officially required. It's just very strongly encouraged. We're not going to be seeing um, social distancing on planes. Qantas has announced, or in fact, they, they've already scrapped social distancing on flights from June 12. Um, and so, so has had Virgin. Um, they were selling middle seats from June 11 onwards. So, you know, the middle seats would, you know, they kind of need to be sold. Otherwise, airfares would be sky high. I mean, that said, the risk of transmission on planes is exceptionally low. You know, they, they've got these HEPA grade filters, which are used in surgical operating theatres, um, which filter out, you know, 99% of germs. So the, and the air on cabins in cabins isn't actually recycled. It's a constant stream of fresh air. So I think, you know, we may see things like temperature checks happening at, at airports. You know, we're certainly seeing that in retail stores. Um, you know about the place and uh, so I, I don't think that's unreasonable but yes flying flying will I think it will be brought back in a way that's that's actually still quite accessible and affordable you know we're definitely we're seeing war workforces being stepped back up in a scaled way and I think we're going to say flights brought see flights brought back into the network in the same sort of scaled way so 
that scaled expansion means that you know the, the end customer won't be paying for all of the overheads of the airlines because not all of the planes of the airline will be back up and running at once. It'll all be scaled proportionally. So the good news is that airfares aren't going to be sky high. Good. Well, that is great to hear that uh, flights are not going to be sky high. That's um, definitely comforting for people who are looking already at the expenses of planning their wedding and then might have mm. extra family costs of having um, having guests come in as well. So let's talk some fun stuff. Let's talk honeymoon travel because I know after the long process of planning a wedding, so many couples are looking forward to jetting away on their honeymoon. You have traveled the world for both business and for pleasure. What are your top picks for honeymoon? moon destinations and which countries or areas do you think are going to be the safest bet for couples who are starting to make plans uh, for 2021 I know you mentioned the South Pacific yes yes I mean oh this is a favorite topic of mine obviously um, so look uh, the South Pacific is is definitely going to also be within I would think the ring of um, green corridors that open up to Australia first so places like Fiji Tahiti Samoa you know um, all of those gorgeous islands that are relatively close by and, and reasonably accessible, I do think that they will be first cabs off the rank. I mean, to be honest, Jordan, I think just travelling within Australia, like we, are, we live in the most exceptional part of the world and I don't think people really appreciate, understand or even necessarily know how amazing Australia is, right? Like as a, as a culture, we tend to be quite outward focused. You know, we, we look overseas, we've... Traditionally, anyway, we're you know, very sort of interested in comparing ourselves to, to what's going on in, in other places um, and culturally often being led by trends that have happened overseas. So we tend to travel overseas before we explore our own country, which is just nuts because we live in, you know, just this the most exceptional world-class continent. So uh, my top picks around Australia, um, Lord Howe Island, um, the Kimberley, which is just one of the world's last great wilderness frontiers, anywhere in Tassie, the Cocos Keeling Islands, which is Australia's answer to the Maldives. Um, they're exceptional and very little known. Um, and that said also, the Maldives has announced that they have they are reopening their borders to international travellers from July 2020. So <laughs> it's just going to be a matter of, of Australia opening their borders and allowing travellers to, to, to go there. But the Maldives is very much open for business and they've made that very clear so and i don't know have you been to the maldives before i haven't but i am ready to pack my bag now you're saying that <laughs> look it, yeah i mean it's, it's one of the world's top honeymoon destinations for very good reason it is exceptionally beautiful and as somebody who's spent you know reasonable amount of time in the um, caribbean which is often the place that, that draws comparison the maldives is in my opinion you know even more beautiful it's it's exquisite it's it's it looks unreal it's one of the few destinations on earth where the real life experience exceeds the photography it is just gorgeous so if wow. you can get there that would be my i mean you know come on it's it's hardly the it's it's hardly the least predictable answer you could have respected yeah but well i think i'll have to do a research trip we'll have to um <laughs> head there and just check it out just so that i can vouch for it yeah. Well, actually, one thing that I will say that is little known about the Maldives is that it's not all crazy five-star expensive, right? I mean, obviously, there's, you know, the, the incredible six-star resorts that, 
you know, um, exist on their own atolls and so forth. And there's a whole gamut, you know, there's four star hotels and all sorts of things available. So it's not just for the rich and famous. The rest of us can enjoy it as well. And not necessarily just on honeymoons. You could go there for a baby moon. if you Yay. Want <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, that, um, you know, that's really comforting and it is great to be able to look at the, um, the positives possibly when couples are kind of bogged down in the, um, the logistics of planning their wedding to be able to have something to look forward to and to hear that um, there are definitely going to be those corridors that um, couples can travel to in the near yes. future will be wonderful. Yeah. I mean, look, I think if any, if anybody listening, it can take one thing away from this. I, it's as somebody who's, you know, working in the travel industry and um, in particular in aviation, and there's obviously there's a lot of change and it's a very tumultuous time. But as I said at the beginning, even though, you know, borders are officially closed, there are still some people who are travelling internationally. It's not that every single plane in the history of the world is grounded at the moment. It's just, it's very restricted and for good reason, but there is a trickle. That trickle will increase. It will be shades of grey. Um, things will be, will, will return to normal in stages. It's not, you know, entirely black and white. And, you know, ultimately my message is have hope. <laughs> things will return and you know it's there's always there are always solutions well thank you so much georgia for joining us to talk travel and to share your thoughts um it has been so enlightening it's great to be able to get some expert industry um insight because there are so many rumors and um kind of negative things going on at the moment so it's lovely to be able to hear something a bit more positive and since uh, Corona has hit, Georgia has been interviewing some of Australia's leading names in media and business. So if you haven't checked out her Instagram, I really do encourage you. She's got interviews with everyone from Samantha Wills to Lorna Jane, Sarah Wilson from I Quit Sugar. Um, highly recommend checking it out. It's at Georgia Rickard on Instagram. And of course, uh, you can also get the lowdown on her upcoming events for the Travel Bootcamp. And I will link all that in the show notes as well so you can check it out. Well, Thank you so much for joining me, Georgia. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> that brings an end to this week's episode of Plan Style Do. If you have enjoyed it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in so that other brides and grooms can find us. I am Jordan Weaver and I'll catch you next time. Bye.